Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino online. I was only playing for fun, so winning was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's favorite free online social casino. You too could have the chance to win life-changing cash prizes. Absolutely anybody could be like Mary. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumboCasino.com and play for free now. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice of the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of the winner. What's up, guys? It's Mike and Mark from LRM bringing you another exciting LRM TV podcast this week. And we've got a lot to discuss about. We're going to go over Legends of Tomorrow, Flash, what in the world is going on in Arrow. I'm basically lost. I have no clue what you know is going on. So Mark's going to help me out with that. We're going to break down a little bit of the WWE building up to WrestleMania and what's working, what's not working. And then kind of break it into some of the other TV shows that I've been watching and the common theme that... Um, if you want a network TV show, you should follow this theme because it's working for every uh, network right now. And then give our thoughts on where Mighty Morphin Power Rangers is going to open up next weekend um, and see how that goes. So make sure you stay tuned and listen to everything we got. And also make sure to give us a review on iTunes and SoundCloud and let us know what you guys think. What should we be covering? Tell us that because that's ultimately why we do this. So Stay tuned and listen for another great episode. So, I was in the middle of calling you and all of a sudden Skype said, like decided to do an upgrade, you know, like... <laughs> nice. It was like, I was in the middle of ringing you and I was like, what the hell? Like, It's never... so weird, like, for... Yeah, like right in the middle. <laughs> not so when weird. I open it up or wait for like you know the phone call to end. It's like, oh, you're ringing somebody. Okay, hold on one second. I need to upgrade right now. And it just shuts right off. I'm like, what the hell is going on? <laughs> like, uh, what now? Oh man, <clears throat> good good stuff, Skype. Oh shoot. So I missed not this week but last week's episode of um, Legends, right? Uh huh. So I was watching. So you must this have been week's... really lost. I was so confused. I'm like, oh, man, Rip's on the ship. And I'm like, wait a second. They're, I was like, wait. So oh, I was like, oh, so they're friendly. with. Oh, so something happened. Oh, yeah. So what happened with Rip? So, like, it was a um, – so last week's episode of Legends was kind of a, uh, like, Inception-type episode. So they okay. – um, Rip – at the begin- so at the beginning of the episode, Rip – uh, does an override on um, the the Wave Rider and yep. has Gideon basically put it into shutdown mode and, and it's going to self-destruct. Right. So the mm-hmm. crew has to basically shut Gideon off and everything and it goes through a time warp into um, like the what is the Jurassic era or whatever like yeah. one of the dinosaur era. So the, where the time period where they picked up um, Ray um, uh, oh, yeah. Palmer you know um, you know when he when they all got separated and lost in time and Palmer right. was, um, was Ray was in the like Jurassic Park era and stuff, uh, yeah, running away. So they go back to that time period. So they the a piece of the ship falls off that they need to fix it. So Ray, Nate, and Vixen go after it, and Ray knows like the territory since he was there for so long, um, and then the rest of the team are there trying to fix the the ship and take out Rip, and they end up knocking him out and 
like basically putting him in the chair. They turn Gideon back on, and they do a, like a Matrix type thing where, um, what is it? Sarah and Jax basically uh, like get connected in. You know, like how remember the Matrix? How they used to they would go behind the neck. Oh yeah. The head. yeah, that thing. They, yeah. they stuck a needle up in and you know in the back of their head and they wanted right. to but instead of going like to the matrix they wanted to rip's mind and had to find him in there and get him out and it was kind of a uh, you know, okay i see it's kind of like what happened with barry and the speed force you know like this week's episode yeah, of barry and the speed right. force how like barry was um like being confronted by all his inner demons and everything like that. it was rip basically being confronted with all his inner demons and the failures oh, okay. of the team and everything like that so he with the help of Sarah and Jax, ends up getting free and comes back to becoming the normal Rip. The funny thing about it is because, like, I, I, like, I joked around with a couple of friends of mine, that, you know, and students that watch the show. I was like, how many times have we seen Rip, like, because at the end of last week's episode, Rip has to, like, semi-sacrifices himself so that Sarah and Jax can get out of his mind and go back to normalcy and... Like, Gideon is a, now a woman, the actual woman that's the voice of Gideon. She's mm-hmm. actually in Rip's mind and everything. Like that. And, you know, they embrace and everything. Like, the sh- it's the ship going down and stuff. And I was like, dude, it's like four times we've seen Rip sacrifice <laughs> himself. And he never dies. So Yeah, seriously. Um, it's one of those things. So, yeah. So, then this week's episode, Rip's back with the team. But he's not really with the team because he has no place. Because everybody just kind of moved on without Rip. Yeah, you know? right. Yeah, yeah. I, was, I saw that part at the beginning. I was like, man, I missed a lot. <laughs> yeah, I didn't actually watch it till last night. Um, I had, you know, work and then the girls and stuff. So I didn't get to watch The Flash and, and Legends till last night. So I'm I'm typing up my review now to post sometime tonight or oh, tomorrow okay. morning. Yeah. On it. Uh, and so, like, it was – like, I like the direction it's going because it's not so focused heavily on the Legion of Doom. Like, you get a couple episodes here. You get a couple sure. episodes there, like, of Legion of Doom. But it's also, like, the inner turmoil of the team and stuff. Right. And, then, like, this week's episode with Nate and um, – what's his grandfather's name from JSA? Um, um, oh, gosh. I just watched it earlier. I know this. Um, Captain – um, um, Not Mint. No, I can't it? think of it. Yeah, I forget who – can't think of it off the top of my head. But he ends up sacrificing himself at the end to save Nate and the right. rest of the team and stuff. And it was, you know, it's interesting, you know, how all these little intricacies of the show are just kind of like, they're, it's, you don't know what's going to happen. You, you Like, there's no, um, not like rhyme or reason to like the, the way like characters interact with each other or come and go. It just happens mm-hmm. to be that way. It's, I like it like that because it keeps you on your toes on you know, who's actually well, going to survive. It keeps, it keeps the story kind of fresh too. Like, I feel like, I mean, don't get me wrong with flash and era. Like I'm still interested in it, but it just, it feels like dragged out. Almost. Right. You know what I mean? I don't know. And you know what I did love about this week's episode, um, was like, they made Eobor Thawne human again. Like, oh yeah. That it, was cool. It really, like you made, you almost sympathize with him afterwards. Yeah. You're like, 
well, damn, really, you know, and it kind of it makes me wonder after watching Flash, you know, this week's episode of Flash is what the hell did Barry do in the future? Because he pisses off Yidborthon, he throws Savitar into the end of the Speed Force to basically lock him up in there. He sends, right. a, he sends a message to Rip, uh, you know, to not trust him, you know, that he causes some great thing. So, dude, Barry must go into like, like he really messes up. Right. Yeah. Because, I mean, he's messed up already big time in, in, in what, two seasons. You know, right. Dude, my season. dad, my dad sent me this really interesting uh, article, and it was how this guy thinks that Savitar is actually Barry from the future, and that it. So I guess there was a, um, uh, it was after Flashpoint in the comics, but it was it was one of the storylines, and <clears throat> supposedly. Barry from the future, like something was happening with the feet with the speed force. It was like there was like a lag in it or, uh-huh. or a tear or something. And the only way to fix it was for future Barry to go back in time and kill Barry because of some decision that was made that led to that lag uh-huh. or something like that. So I don't, it was interesting. I mean, I, I don't think it's future Barry, but it was just that's an a, interesting read. That's a good theory. Like, so. Here's my theory now. It, it probably is not going to happen, but um, it would be cool. Like I don't know if it'd be cool or whatever, but just kind of interesting. Is what if Savitar was Jay Garrick? Since Jay sacrifices himself and gets stuck yeah. there and never like Barry no, never goes back for him. You know, right? What if all that like that that time is sitting in the Speed Force just ends up, mm. you know, turning him into Savitar and he uses that time to I don't know. I was just kind of yeah. like, would that be a cool way of of twisting it a little bit? You know? No, absolutely. Um, but yeah, it's. You know, we finally figured out that he is human. He's not a god with Jesse right, yeah. stabbing him and stuff. And good old HR coming through on that one. That was awesome. I love HR. He's so yeah. funny. Dude, I, I swear Tom Cavanaugh is probably the best actor on television right now. Oh, my um, gosh, yeah. Especially, especially when he's had to do um, um, Earth Two Wells and HR at the same time. Yeah, like at the yeah. same time. That's awesome. Yeah. I mean, that, that guy, like, he'll probably never win an Emmy for this role, but – no, he definitely deserves he all the credit he gets. Oh, um, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so, like, it was interesting to see how, like, it, 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 I like it now how Legends is on Tuesdays because it's almost like you get that back-to-back. You get that serious drama that Flash has now become, and then, you know, Legends is that happy-go-lucky, you know, type. Where oh, yeah. Make fun of what we are and, you know, have fun with it and everything. Right. Like, you know, doing the Apollo mission, and you know, it's Dominic Purcell as Mick has become like the best comic relief for that show. He um, looked so funny when he had the the glasses. The glasses on trying and, to be a um, genius. Yeah, and Stein started singing. Yeah, he was just like staring at him. <laughs> like, what are you doing? Uh, that was funny. But no, I, I like it, what makes it interesting is that you got to think like those writers are, have have got to be talking because they got to kind of keep everything inter intertwined somewhat together. Um, oh yeah, absolutely. So I'm wondering how this show goes because I'm still wondering how Eobard. Because think about it. Because remember in season one of Flash, Eobard has Gideon, and oh, now right, that yeah. Fawn is on the ship or has been on the ship and has access to Gideon. You know, I forgot all about that. Yeah, yeah. I forgot that in season one that it's Gideon. Yep. So I wonder how he steals Gideon from the team and is able wow. to wow you know. yeah i completely forgot about that yep so that's got to be a, like a big time 
you know, like Easter egg reveal sometime soon. I would yeah. think, you know, um, so that that would be interesting to see how that plays. Unless they just say that Gideon's like a Siri and everyone has one. Right, yeah, but I think, I mean, that's a really cool way to go with it. Yeah, because I don't, I don't think he's been on the Wave Rider yet, right? Just this last episode yeah, while he so, was, yeah, just the last episode. So I'm wondering now that he's seen the Wave Rider technology. If that's gives him a key to say, oh, I can steal Gideon from them, and that will help me, you know, go after Barry in the future and stuff. That'd be really cool. Yep. Because oh. I'm trying to think timeline wise. All right, so could it be that Eobard Thawne has like the one in Legends of Tomorrow be like yet to go after Barry's mom? Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. The timeline is, huh? That'd be the craziest, like, 360 circle. Right, yeah. Yeah, everything coming together. Because we got, God knows, Arrow hasn't done that yet. Uh, It was a good episode. Like, I'll give it that. It was good. But the storyline has gotten way too crazy for me. I I just... I... When they said... I, I figured someone else would be behind, like, pulling the strings. And then looks as if it's going to be Talia, which is fine. But, you know, instead of, I feel like they're just trying to make that connection between season three and and now, which is okay, but I thought the connection was with season one. I think they're trying to do every season, somehow a connection to every single season. And that's okay, but it's just like, they just introduced Talia in what, January? Yep. And, and just do flashbacks too. Like you, if you did not right. watch the flashbacks, like say you just went to go take take a leak or something and didn't watch the flashbacks, yeah. you would not have no clue how Talia was introduced. Right. I think it would have been much more impactful if it was actually someone from season one. Right. You know what I mean? Right. Right. Um, I don't know, and I know like yeah, now like his his name isn't Adrian Chase, which is. Fine, maybe that vigilante is actual agent. I, I don't. I don't really know. I don't. I'm hoping that maybe the reveal of who his father was, or that there's still someone else that's in charge as well. I don't know. So but, is his father the one that they that recreated the whole thing from earlier in the season from that was from season one, or is that just now? Because I'm lost. See, right? see, I don't think so. They thought that that guy or whatever that I, I forget what his name was, but the, you know, the guy, the drug dealer, had, the, the prescription yeah, yeah. drug dealer. Right. So they thought it was his son. Right. Uh-huh. And then it ended up obviously being Adrian Chase, whose real name is Simon Morrison. So it his dad wouldn't have been that guy. So. I don't know who his dad is supposed to be now. Dude, all I know is that literally Christopher Nolan's version of the Joker wouldn't even know what's going on in this series. <laughs> and like, that, like, just... like that, the Dark Knight was one of those movies that just threw you for a loop. Like, okay, when you first saw that movie and you're like, wait a minute, oh my gosh, it's like every piece of the puzzle is like, you think you're going in one direction and it goes in the other and then it goes, but it all works together. This, I have no clue. Like, I still, like, 
so Talia, we finally know. If you didn't know, is Talia Al Ghul, who's the daughter of Raz Al Ghul, who finds out her father died. She's pissed about it, but somehow Nissa's not. Like, okay. Well, and the other weird thing about that, I wrote my article, so she's pissed about that. But she also said that she was, like, estranged from her father. Right. So, like... She had some random, like... Why is she all of a sudden now wanting revenge? And, I mean, I guess I didn't think about the fact that, you know, he wouldn't have known that. I feel like it was more of a surprise to Oliver that Talia was related to Roz than it was to us because we all already knew that you know what i mean right but so i hadn't even thought about that i was like oh yeah he wouldn't have known that that was his daughter but we all do so it's not it's not like it's a, a huge reveal now. you know it's like okay like you know when he got shot in the in the leg with the arrow uh-huh. i thought it was going to be artemis Oh yeah, that would have been. But it wasn't. Yeah, well, how cool would that have been? That would have been at least. Hey, I'm still in the mix. I'm still, you know, alive. Yeah, because God knows where she's at. She just stopped showing up. Yeah, so I don't. I don't know. I I just. I I still think someone else is going to be. Maybe I'm just hoping someone else is like pulling the strings because it's one last surprise. Yeah, like it still doesn't seem. Right, you know, I mean, maybe they'll get people from like all the seasons who are like together, like teaming, you know. But it's just, yeah, because so, something up. I mean, about you could go it. back to your original theory. Remember, you thought that uh, that Adrian was the son of Slade Wilson. You know. Yeah. Of, yeah. Or, or at so, least related to Slade. What right. if it was the son of Slade Wilson? And so the that killing your father, you know, type concept, or you destroyed my family, ish, you know, type deal. Yeah. Right, yeah. I just yeah, I don't I don't know, man. I I feel like there's got to be something more. Right. Um and you know, I think it would almost take a collective effort from numerous people to know as much about Oliver as they do because right. he knew about Shadow, he knew about Tommy. So So it's got to be Slade like it's got to be <clears throat> some relation either Shadow or Slade. Right, because because he said that yesterday. Remember, he because mm-hmm. when they were talking about Susan Williams, and he was like, "Yeah, well, your, uh, um, it, your her death would be on your hands, like Tommy's and right, like yeah. Shadows. Uh-huh. Like the the only person who knows about Shadow was Slade. Right. I mean, like Sarah and all of them, but like, yeah, it, it was it's just Slade. You know what I mean? It's got to be like, it, but it's so confusing. I swear, like this show has gone well. Like murder mystery. And and then the weird thing, too, that I, I figured out yesterday. So I was expecting to Prometheus to be to be connected to someone in Russia because remember when Oliver was talking about that move that Prometheus oh, did? Oh, yeah, and then it ended up being all about Talia? Yeah, because Talia obviously trained him, and I was kind of like, oh, okay. It's not what I was thinking, but okay. <laughs> and it's weird, though. So. It's like people that like have harsh issues or like can or like traumatic things go to the league of assassins to go get trained because you had malcolm who right. lost his wife and said you know what i'm gonna go get trained by raza ghul and now you have you know adrian chase ish go to talia and get trained by her well so thing, ladies and gentlemen thing. if you have <laughs> a major traumatic you know 
um, event in your life, the way you cope with it is go get trained by the League of Assassins. Well, and you saw how easy it was. That's the thing that I found funny. So you have, um, uh, you have obviously Talia and her hidden. I don't know. Fortress. Fortress. Dude, what are yeah, you like? Oliver walks right, right through the front door. I'm and like, it looks Wait. like nothing at all. Like, he didn't even, like, climb. He, he was, like, you know, clean cut. His jacket <laughs> wasn't even messed up. It was like, nah, this isn't easy. Like, and it's up on the top of a mountain. And I want to know, who's the construction company that agreed to that contract? Like, yeah, Talia, right. <laughs> I'll give you a million dollars if you build me a fortress on top of that mountain right there. It was just so funny. Like, here's Talia training people to be assassins. And Oliver walks right through the front door. I yeah. was like, wait no, dude. a second. Yeah. Oh. Freaking Nando Parbat had a thousand league soldiers standing outside before they right. could even get to the front door. And this one's like, welcome, with the welcome mat laid out and everything and stuff. Come on in. Yeah, exactly. So I don't know. I think, I don't know. I think there's still got to be. I don't know if I'm just hoping, but I, I think some of the little details are actually good because i think there are things that i've like missed along the way that that kind of end up making sense later like i said with the whole um you know the whole idea of he recognized that move from russia but then ended up being a connection to talia so i mean but then maybe this mentioning of shadow and tommy like I, i really tried to think like who else would have known that you know, like in the way he's doing it, it seems a lot like Slade. Because if you look back to season two, season two was all about Slade basically destroying Oliver and not killing him, wanting him mm-hmm. to suffer. And this is the same type of ammo. Yeah. And so yep. that like I'm I'm it, it looks almost like he it's working together. Like you're gonna get the league back together. Slade's gonna be part of it because Slade was tied in the comic books to the League of uh, League of Assassins as one of Roz's, you know, um, like go to guys and everything. Uh, right. Some stories have it where Slade was trained by the league. Some stories have it that he was you know a mercenary for hire that Roz would use and stuff. So. Maybe. But then my other thing is, so who is in the vigilante costume then? Mm, you know what I mean? Tommy Merlin. Because, yeah, right? Seriously. Or that is Slate. No. Yeah, yeah Slate. It, it, because Adrian Chase in the comics is vigilante. Right. So is Adrian Chase using that name? But that's actually I'm just if I don't they know. do no look if they do that a straight rip off of Flash season two because freaking Hunter Zolomon used Jay Garrick's name while ca- keeping Jay Garrick captured yeah. in his in the cell and stuff. So right. if they do that, that's literally the writers' rooms just collaborating together like next door. Hey, what did you guys do in season two? Yeah, ooh, right. Ooh, ooh, I like that. We're gonna use that one. Well, and I mean, I look back for well, uh, what's the real Simon Morrison? I think. Yep. And I couldn't, I mean, I didn't look very hard, but I didn't find any connection of a Simon Morrison in the DC universe. Probably just made up name. Yeah, because the only thing that came up was like Simon Hurt, but that from um, Batman. Yeah. Um, But that, I mean, you know, so. so, What if it was Bruce Wayne as the vigilante? I know, right? Was, Seriously, or Hal Jordan, just like yeah, let's. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Before yeah, he becomes so, Green Lantern, he's the vigilante, right? I don't know. I did think it was pretty 
interesting that it showed like how I'm still gonna call him Adrian Chase. I don't care. Um, That's how like how well how bad of a person he is though when you know Oliver felt like he had the upper hand with his wife by getting oh, his yeah. wife and then he and then he stabs his wife. I was like, oh my gosh. Yeah, I mean, I was basically like you thought that he was gonna be like, oh, I'm so sorry, and then whoop, sticks her right there. Yeah. Gotcha. I mean, I do like that about it, though, is just kind of how far ahead and like almost every single way yeah. um, he is. But once again, it's it's kind of like you said to your point that that's exactly how Slade was. It takes someone who knows everything about Oliver. Right. So I think it's got to be more than Talia, because even though Talia knows knows a little bit about his backstory, obviously, but. See that's the thing because she knows about the the book and all of that, but I really hope they don't think that she just knew about Shadow and Tom and like they blow it off that way. You know what I mean? Right. No, I I agree. I mean, like if this is all about Shadow, uh, it's gonna be not a humongous disappointment, but it'd just be uh, somewhat let down. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, but. Um... Oh, you know what show that's actually gotten really good in the past? Well, I'm not caught up all the way. I didn't watch this week's episode, though, uh, and I'm halfway through two weeks ago, but it was Supergirl because I've kind of like oh, yeah. put that like on the, in the back burner because of right. Monday night having so many shows to watch. So, like, I just, mm-hmm. you know, try to keep up with Raw, you know, as it happens, even though mm-hmm. I, should, like, I don't understand why I still do it. Why um, we keep doing that? Yeah. I don't know. Um, but then watching like 24 Legacy and then APB and stuff like that. So I've had to put like Supergirl on the back burner. Um, and man, like the direction the show is going is absolutely brilliant because they, they've stopped it. Like, so last season was all about the humanistic side of Supergirl and now they're just going straight alien with it and stuff like that. And they're bringing back all these old cast members, not necessarily linked to the Superman universe. So like, you know, they had, um, Linda Carter, you know, come up right. on the show. Um, and then Dean, Dean Kane. Kane's on yeah, there, right? he's, yeah. yeah. And he's come back. Uh, um, and then I forgot the actress, actress's name, but the lady who played, uh, Supergirl in the original movie, she plays, you know, car oh, wow, really? mom. Yeah. She plays the oh, car cool. stepmom on there. But Are you talking he, about like the 19, 19- 80 whatever like 89 something. movie yeah yeah yeah, yeah. she's Kara's cool. like stepmom who fought like her and dean kane are Kara's step parents and stuff um and yeah. yeah i mean season one was good and, and but they made it try to like do the humanistic side of supergirl type stuff and you know but this season they've slowly progressed in and made it more about like the alien races and everything and the luthers have been really good i like the, the direction they go on um but like kevin sorbo's on the show now and everything and it's, uh, you know i saw that the other day yeah um and so it's it's crazy and um I was listening to Kevin Smith's podcast and everything, and he just got done um, directing uh, a Supergirl episode that's supposed uh, supposed to be airing in two to three weeks now and stuff. And he said that like he just had such a blast with Sorbo on the show, and that they were just like reminiscing about like Legends of Hercules stuff and everything on there. Oh, that's awesome! But no, the show is like it's it it it's it signed on for next year, and if they if they continue this way, I think it'll be fine. It'll have its own um, good. Thing, uh, going on, I haven't caught up with it 100%. Once I get caught up with it, like next week, then we can and go more in depth into it. Um, because I'm still like I'm probably two and a half weeks behind, so I don't even want to bother you know people yeah, who are already I've, with the show. I've kind of gotten bits and pieces of it. I, I'm, I'm the same way, I'll, I'll get a couple episodes in and then I'll 
go a little streak without seeing it. So I'm the same way, just inconsistent with it. Um, So I do like, though, how with like Supergirl and uh, um, Flash, how they're using the characters uh, that portrayed some of these characters in the 90s or 80s or anything like that. Mm -hmm. And, you know, like you said, with Dean Cain from Lois and Clark and um, obviously uh, Jay Garrick, who was uh, Flash in the 1990s. you yeah, know, I think it was ninety ninety one that the Flash TV yeah, series came out. Yeah, it, was, it went two seasons, I believe. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> which I have the box set of those, which they're you know, I mean, they're obviously dated now, but pretty good for for the time at least. Um, but yeah, so that's really cool. So, what are your thoughts on next week's Supergirl Flash musical? Oh, the musical? I'm actually looking forward to it. I think it's going to be. Um, you know, somewhat entertaining because it's you know it's not just like if it was just a musical musical to happen, but it's um, who's the, the main villain um, that? Oh gosh, um, the, uh, not music, music man, it's music thing. meister, no, music, it's meister something. You're Is on it, meister, maybe. Yeah, so they're using that as kind of the the gig of like. They're stuck in a like uh, either alternate universe or like a subconscious level and stuff, and so and he controls them with you know singing and, and going along. It's like a play that they have to go along with, and if they don't go along with it, then their human side or like the the reality side end up you know dying. So right, um, and they've got all the basically every single cast member from the Arrowverse that can sing is going to be on that show. Um, the only one that uh, like I'm shocked that they didn't ask back was uh, Sierra Renee, the girl the the, the play, uh, woman who played Hawkeye or Hawk Girl. I'm sorry. Oh yeah, yeah. She has like an actual musical background. She's been on Broadway and everything. And oh, so wow. um, when I interviewed her at Dragon Con and stuff, I asked her that. I was like, have, have they made any plans to add you into the musical? Because by then they had already like had it established it was going to be on the Flash and stuff like that. And she said no, that she would she would love to have been on there, but um, they hadn't contacted her about it, so huh. I thought that was a a miss out on that one. That would have been cool to see her on. Yeah, maybe I, it's a maybe it's a surprise that she was in. Yeah, on. right. To pop up on there, yeah. I'm not thrilled about next week's episode. Um, I think mainly just because I I've never really been into when they do kind of the musical shows like that. Mm-hmm. Um. And I don't know, I I just, first of all, with Flash this past week, I feel like it could have been two episodes. I feel like they could have used that story for two episodes. Yeah. Um, So because of how kind of deep the story was and this and that, it it seems like just a total shift in in the tone from last week's episode to this musical coming up. I could be wrong. I don't know. Maybe that's not the whole thing, but it just, I don't know. I, but that's I just, always I'm, been the flash though. It's like, yeah, the flash will give you like one or two serious hard episodes. And then right. they give you one episode, which is like kind of just more laid back. Um, you got to throw away metahuman that they, that they have to deal with. And right. Ends up being, you know, like destroyed or killed or put in jail, 
you know, and then they go back to the serious thing. It's kind of been like the routine with The Flash. You get one or two serious episodes, then you get a like a, a throwaway episode, then one or two serious episodes, then a throwaway episode. Um, yeah, yeah, you're right. Yeah, where Arrow is just like, we're gonna take you on a roller coaster ride. <laughs> it's gonna be pitch black, and you don't know where you're gonna go. You might yeah, do right. a loop. You might do a corkscrew. It might be a big drop off. Who knows? The the seatbelts might come off. Who knows? You know. Yeah, seriously. Um, so I don't know. I think um, I do think with Flash though, this past week, like I said, I just being in the Speed Force was such a cool idea mm -hmm. and just the way that it was portrayed. Like I said, I really feel like that could have been a like a two episode um sort of concept because it was kind of like how i felt about flashpoint and you and i talked about it. like it was really cool but it was over so quickly right just like oh man like obviously seeing um eddie thon and um you know with jay garrick being in there and then uh, captain cold um, captain cold and mm -hmm. you know just having all and his first kind of interaction with uh black flash um yeah. You know, it was really, really cool, um, which I, I wanted to kind of see more of. But, you know, I mean, it is what it is. Yeah, like, I thought, like, I agree with you. It kind of was uh, um, not a whole miss out because I really enjoyed it in this week's episode of The Flash. But yeah, I, I would have uh -huh. definitely liked more of seeing Eddie Thawne and his, uh -huh. that, that manipulation of using the Speed Force and kind of guilting uh, or um, Barry's using Barry's guilt against him, and um, and I didn't think they used uh, um, Wentworth Miller, Captain Cold, enough. I think he was no. just kind of it was kind of just thrown in right there to say, ah, oh, here's here's a kind of a, a cameo appearance from um, from Cold, and and that's it. Because it seemed like they used Eddie and who was the middle um, Robbie Amell as Firestorm. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. They used those two. A lot more than than Wentworth did, you know, as, as Cole, Captain Cold. It was more or less just like uh, you can't go and save Wally. That's it, you know. There wasn't a uh, like a kind of a, a like it seemed like with Eddie and with Robbie, it was like your actions caused us to die. With Wentworth, you know, as, or as Cold, there wasn't really any of that connection because Cold sacrificed himself. So I didn't, I didn't kind of, I didn't get it why they added him into that third mix, and it didn't really make sense to me. And then with him, it just being a, like a quick glimpse or like you know two minutes of Cold being in there, and then Jay stepping in and taking him out, you know, it, it, right. didn't, it didn't really make a whole lot of sense to me. So yeah, do you think because I know Captain Cold, he where went with Miller, he's supposed to be back. Is it? Legends, Legends. No. yeah. Legends. Legends. Well, he joins the Legion of Doom. Right. Okay. Eobard so. is going to try to. So basically, Eobard, what he's going to try to do um, is reverse all the actions that have happened. So Malcolm losing his hand, um, uh, Damian Dark dying, um, Eobard or Eddie Thon not shooting himself so Eobard can. Can live. Oh, and right, okay. Wentworth or Cold not sacrificing himself. And I think right. that's what the deal is going to be to allow him to use the spear of destiny because I think the team is the team's got the last piece. And I think Eddie or Eobor is going to use that kind of hey, I'll well, let's make a deal. 
I'll save myself, but at the same time, I'll save cold, and then that will end the season right there. Yeah, not saying, not saying Cole will be back on the team, but he'll save him from having to sacrifice himself. So you're going to see right. Dark, you know, Malcolm, you know, who knows? Maybe Roz. They save Roz Al Ghul somehow, some way. I know oh, they originally right. I thought they originally yeah, thought it wanted um, what was his name uh, Matthew Nathan Nathan. Uh, can't think. I'm horrible with names today. I don't know. I'm always horrible with names. But they wanted Roz to be the the fourth person for the Legion of Doom. Um, uh, it didn't work out okay. that way. Um, but who huh. knows? They could just do a little like like a little message or cameo appearance and stuff, and throw that in. Yeah. There. Huh. Yep. And then fix all the mistakes that have happened in Flash and Arrow and everything else. Oh, all the mistakes like Arrow season four. Yeah. Well, yeah. Let's just. Get rid of Scrap. that. Yeah, let's forget all about that one. And the brawl in the street. Yeah, oh gosh. Yeah. What would you rather watch? The musical or an hour of Stephen Amell and you know Arrow and Damien Dark fighting in the middle of the street? Oh, gosh. Trading punches for an hour. Yeah, uh, I'll do the musical. Yep, there we go. So I thought the musical's <laughs> yeah. not that bad. Oh, yeah. So... Yeah, yeah, the musical's not bad. I'd definitely do that. Would you rather watch the musical for an hour or watch Raw last week's or this week's? Jeez. Yeah. Oh man. Yeah, that is a tough one. You have to watch Roman Reigns comb his hair for an hour. (laughs) (laughs) Roman Reigns do a super do Superman punches for an hour. Yep. Oh gosh, probably the musical because the Raw. I, oh man, I tell you what, I'm I'm actually worried about WrestleMania. I I just don't think it's going to be good. See, I'm not worried about WrestleMania. Really? I'm worried about like yeah, yeah, because ultimately you know that they're going to put on. You know that the SmackDown guys are going to put on a show. You know that. So let's put a like Shane McMahon versus AJ Styles. That's going to be a great match. So, you know Shane McMahon's going to like jump off the the ceiling yeah, to, right. in order to sell tickets. He's going to sell yeah. it. And then you know But look at so but here's the thing. In order to make room for a lot of the raw people like Dean Ambrose will probably be in the like the pre-show. No. He's the Intercontinental Champ. No way they'll pick him pre-show. I, where else are they going to put him right now? He's probably going to be a mid-card match. But that's the thing. Even a mid-card match for Dean Ambrose, who, what, just last year was in, like, a WrestleMania, like, he wasn't in the main event, but, like. No, it was uh, the third match before the main event. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But it's just, you know, and what what are we going to get, you know, prior to him? Undertaker, Roman Reigns, and Goldberg. Oh, I'm going to love Undertaker Rockers. Roman Reigns because you know they're just going to have Undertaker beat the shit out of him. Like, there's no way Reigns wins that match. If if Roman Reigns beats Undertaker, there I'll stop watching Raw. I'll, I will stop watching Raw. Yeah, if, well, if I Roman mean, Vince McMahon will, will be, like, beheaded. You can't do that. No. So, they'll... Reigns will get in a couple Superman punches. Everybody will boo, and then Undertaker's gonna throw him down through the ceiling of the Hell in the Cell, and and end it right there. Yeah. Ugh. Yeah. 
just not yeah. feeling it. And then I think the match between Bray Wyatt and um, and Randy, Randy Orton, Orton, I think that's going to be a good match because I mean, it's just, oh, I think it'll be awesome. Yeah, like I like Bray Wyatt's style of wrestling. I like it, you know. That um, you know, I like what Randy Orton brings to it. The this week's episode of uh, SmackDown was a little too heavy on the monologues, though. Man, yeah, I would like so. You know, I record it and and then I just kind of like skim through the 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 monologues. And what was it? It was like only like four matches in in the entire two episode or two hours of, of SmackDown because there was so many like monologue speeches. First AJ, then Randy, then Bray, then The Miz, then. A little bit from Cena and um, and then Daniel Bryan coming out and arranging that match finally between Cena and Nikki Bella versus uh, Marissa and um, and Miz. Miz. Yeah, and then what? It was one other like monologue session. It was so and it was so funny because it was so long that they didn't even get the the announcement of Shane saying that he's going to fight uh, AJ. They cut him yeah. off right at the end. <laughs> And I was like, oh, I guess people are going to have to go online and find out who uh, AJ is fighting at, at WrestleMania. So, Yeah, and I think a lot of that is because the, they're – I don't know. I don't think they've been doing the best job of balancing some of these, um, you know, matches right. earlier. So they're trying to – throw the monologues in quickly to like all of a sudden develop some of these. Yeah, because there hasn't been any, yeah, exactly. There hasn't really, there's not any grudges since the, the, the redesign and doing the way the shows are, you know, with raw having their own, um, their own roster and SmackDown that there's no grudges. There's no grudge match. And so like you can tell the Cena Miz one is so fake. Like they're right. trying to make it seem like this is something that's been brewing for years, and it's not. But I mean, hey, you know what? It is what it is. I'll take it. The Randy Orton Bray Wyatt one, like, so Randy Orton tries to tries to like come off saying that, oh, I was friends with Bray the entire time just to screw him over because I couldn't beat him. Well, he didn't even have the championship, so why are you even friends with Bray? You know, right. like that didn't make sense to me. You know, like the that angle that they try to do with it, you know. It's well, the only thing that has over the past year or so that seems to be worth anything would have been Kevin Owens and Chris Jericho. Without a doubt. Yes. You know what I mean? Like that has been That's well the only legit grudge. Yep. Yeah. Some of the other ones, like even if you think I think we talked about it a couple weeks ago, randomly Seamus and Cesaro you know, I think it was Enzo and Cass who like accidentally knocked oh, they spilled Cesaro's the coffee, yeah. coffee and I'm just like, what is happening right now? So I, I don't know. I just, yeah. And I think, I think that's one of the reasons why, you know, it. many people kind of look at Raw and SmackDown, more so Raw, but SmackDown as well. But, and it just doesn't seem to be you know, the stories aren't that great because the the grudges aren't always very realistic. Right. You don't have the, like, factions. And, like, I just watched a Or even just, earlier. like, a simple, like, Raw or uh, Rock versus Stone Cold. You know, those, right. oh, those yeah, days. Yeah. Well, and, I mean, I was watching a clip earlier, and it was when um, – uh, Sting got like formed this random hodgepodge team, 
in order to take down the NWO. You know, it was right. like, and that was awesome. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's yeah, I agree with you. It's it's definitely missing that. But another thing too that I've noticed is that there isn't anybody like truly hungry to be the man on the show. Everybody takes a backseat to like Son Raw. Everybody takes a backseat to Goldberg and Brock Lesnar. There's not a, like somebody that's willing to go and and push the limits to say. I'm the man, you know, that like, uh, like Seth Rollins was that guy prior to him getting injured, you know, the, the first time go around, like he was the one and then CM Punk was that before, you know? Um, and I think that's why so many people love CM Punk was that he was very vocal about, he wanted the championship. Same thing with Daniel Bryan, Daniel Bryan, although the nice guy, he wanted to be, you know, the the heavyweight champ and he wanted to be the a-lister the main event card and stuff like that where some of these guys are either handed it to them um you know and they they roll with it as best as they can but they're not you know main event material or some just don't want it like they're content being you know who they are and being that mid there's like i was talking with a friend of mine today and we agreed there's a lot like on the rosters both raw and smack there's raw and smackdown there's a lot of mid-level guys, like yep. main event, starring pay-per-view guys type. who back, yeah, guys who back in the day would have been going for like the European championship, right? Exactly. You know, there's not a, a good solid depth of guys, and you know, as much as people like Samoa Joe, you know, he hasn't done anything really to like say, oh, he's the new guy that's going to take over, you know, Raw. Um, and, and lead that way. Same thing like Zan, uh, Sami Zayn. Sami Zayn's popular, but if you put Sami Zayn in the rosters back in the early 2000s, you know, he's a mid-level. Yeah. Like, he's yeah. mid-level. He's not, you, mm-hmm. you don't even remember who Sami Zayn is. And it's not a knock on him and him right. as a wrestler. I just think that's what's the key piece that's missing. And that's why they're they're going to the well so much and trying to get guys like Goldberg and Brock Lesnar to come in and do these part-time gigs to to kind of save because if think about it if you didn't have a Brock Lesnar Goldberg match at WrestleMania who would be headlining Raw on their end oh right absolutely yeah I mean Roman Reigns you know again for the yeah. what, fifth year in a row right that shit gets I old. mean it would have been though you know it, oh without a doubt if something happened to Goldberg and his injury you know you know didn't heal in time you know because Seth Rollins is out and Baylor's out you know. These guys like that used to carry the torch aren't doing it. Yeah, well, oh, and here's the other thing. So you saw that Finn Balor return to a house show, right? Right. Yeah, I saw that. Did you see the match that he was in? No, I just read up on that. He he finally came back to a house. Dude, that was a better match, of course, than what you see on Raw. It was. Um, Finn Balor, Chris Jericho, and oh, who was the third? There was someone else. And a third person versus Kevin Owens, Triple H, and uh, they had a third person as well. I'm going to have to look that up and see who it was. But the, Triple like, H was in the match? Yes. Damn. He hasn't been in a – I don't think he, he's been in a house match in forever. Yeah. So, but the thing is, it was like, it like that. Why not use that on like Raw or something? Like right. that's it was such an awesome. Um, oh, it's gonna bug me. I need to think of who the other two were. Um, but 
you know, that would have been an awesome match and like some legit grudges and this and that. Right. But, you know, it was no, a yeah, show. But I agree with you. Like, the grudges need to be, you know, to be more well played out instead of just like two weeks before WrestleMania. Because, um, like, the Kevin Owens Jericho thing, that's legit. But, yeah. like, on SmackDown, so we finally we get a grudge between Cena and Miz, which it, it's fake. Um, and right. then the the grudge between AJ and Shane just out of nowhere, you know, because AJ was screwed out of the main event for WrestleMania. Right, exactly. You know, I mean, come on. You know, the, I understand what you're trying to do. You're trying to fill a card, <clears throat> but the it's just wasn't thought, you know i i understand that there's injuries and everything like that so it's it's tough in that business and everything i just the the lack of depth of the rosters is what's really hurting that show or both of them yeah no i i completely agree with that and i don't i don't know like i said i i am i think another reason why i'm worried about wrestlemania is just because of the last two pay-per-views I, yeah. You know, I wasn't a fan of Fastlane, was not a fan of um, Royal Rumble, and I just, I don't know. An Elimination Chamber. Elimination, elimination Chamber, you, yes, you like, Bray Wyatt, like Bray Wyatt winning the championship was good. That was a good turn of events. Yeah, absolutely. Um, uh-huh. But rather than that. Yeah. But, yeah, like, well, I think in order to sell it, they've got to, so Goldberg, Brock Lesnar has to last more than 90 seconds. Um Right, Randy Orton and Bray Wyatt have got to put on, you know, a, a decent, you know, show. Which th- I, I'm pretty sure they will. I, like Shane McMahon and AJ have got to go way over the top. Like you know, AJ's flying high, you know, high flying style and everything has got to be on point. Shane has got to be right. willing, you know, to jump off and hurt himself a little bit on this one. But Shane always does it for WrestleMania. Um, yeah, absolutely. Then if it is if Seth Rollins does get healthy in time for WrestleMania, they can do a tag team match, then that will be a good one to see. Um you got Kevin Owens versus Jericho. That should be a good match. The women's is 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 weird because for SmackDown, Alexis Bliss is taking on what four females at one time. Yeah, and stuff, and then on Raw it's the same concept, but it's a three three way match, um, with Charlotte, uh, um, uh, Bailey and, and Sasha. Uh, Sasha Banks. So, and then, I mean, you obviously know Nia Jax is going to come in and do something. Oh, without a doubt, not yeah, because she wants her match as well and everything. Um, right, and then what's it? Uh, the one match that's, what was I thinking of? Uh, the tag team. Oh, the Cena Miz versus like Cena Nikki Bella versus Miz and Maris. That is gonna be interesting to me because I want to see either Cena or Miz hit a woman. Like that will be interesting if they go. Yeah, that I don't. I I guarantee that that won't happen. Yeah, I don't see Cena doing that because that would torture yeah, I, his image. I think I think the only thing that could possibly happen is like, you know, if Cena or like a Miz team gets thrown into it. the ropes and it, and it knocks someone over. Yeah, that's the yeah. only thing that I could see, but I highly doubt that'll happen. I just see it being, uh, it's kind of like when um, a couple of weeks ago, I think, uh, it was, I think, New Day and Bailey. Yeah, they did the same fought thing. Fought against, 
Yeah, and I mean, you know, the, there there was no none of the, you know, the the, you know, none of the guys hit the girls or anything like right. that. So, I I would assume that they would follow the same suit there. Right. Yeah, because I don't see Cena trying like he's trying to go Hollywood no. and everything like that and trying to get a movie career. That would ruin it. Right there, you could just see some, one mom or someone record that and put that all over TMZ. Or anything. Right. So yeah, absolutely. No, but I mean WrestleMania is WrestleMania, and then they got the Andre the Giant Royal Rumble. That was what is, that kicks off the show, I think now. And yeah, so I think it'll be okay. That'll be cool. Yeah, and then. You know what's funny though is that so kind of getting like on to the topics on my head right now is so like I've been picking up a lot of different shows recently so I've watched Twenty Four Legacy now APB it just came on um, Designated Survivor just came back and everything I didn't realize how many shows target uh, like mass terrorists and stuff like that like this has become our new drama show is that if you want to like oh, get yeah. on on network TV if you can come up with some sort of type of terroristic show either like some like a police taking on terrorism or the president taking on terrorism or uh, ex-military officer taking on terrorism you're gonna get a show on network tv it's like flooded yeah seriously i didn't even realize it till my wife was saying like she's asking me like what am i watching i was like oh 24 legacy and she was like oh isn't it about you know how they take over the white house and stuff like no that's designated survivors she's like how many like terrorist shows do you watch i was like well, I could watch CNN and Fox <laughs> News and stuff like that and just keep that on. Well, know? yeah, right. Uh, but yeah, it, it was so funny. It was choose, just like choose, uh, pick your battles there. Yeah, exactly. Uh, either keep on Fox News or or watch tw- Designated Survivor <laughs> and Twenty Four Legacy. <laughs> either way, you're getting the same the same topics: mass terrorism. Yeah, right. So, but um, was it uh? Let's see when Gotham's coming back in now. What like three weeks? I think we got. Yeah, it's like uh, almost mid April ish. Yeah, or beginning of April, something like that. Which is still, I don't know. It's just been odd to me. But, but then let's see. So when that comes back, I think it goes through. It goes into June a little bit, doesn't it? Yeah, it'll go like it's it's still got uh, like a healthy amount of episodes left. I think it's still got yeah. eight episodes, eight or nine episodes left, and they'll like they'll spread them out enough so that it won't be every single week. So they'll probably be like uh, a two week break or you know a week break here or there. So it'll take it into summer. So then the I, summer uh, shows will will follow. Yeah, right I I don't know if that was a good move for them or not with where Gotham was kind of standing. I just, I, I, I don't know. I'm afraid people like lose interest with it being gone for so right. long and then coming back and then taking some time. It just, I don't know. Yeah. Well, like, cause well, the reason why I bring it up see. is because they, so they did the same thing with Lucifer and it was almost like two weeks after Lucifer, uh, you know, went on break for this hiatus that, Mm-hmm. Um, they said that they're going to renew it for season three. They haven't done that yet with, um, with Gotham. And what's your thought? Do you think they're going to, you think they're going to bring it back or no? I, I think they will. Um, 
but I think the second half of the season will be kind of an indication of if it'll go after that. So they're gonna, um, you think I, they're going to wait till the very end? Yeah, I think I think it has honestly what probably saved them was bringing Jerome back. Honestly, yeah, oh, um, I think that was a smart move. That yeah, that created a lot of buzz and everything with it, and um, so I think it will have done enough to done well enough to have another season. But I, I don't I don't know. They need to make some changes. Um, for anything after that, but yeah, so it'll be this weird because let's see, um, shows like Flash and Arrow and Legends, how many more episodes do they have? Uh, they only have a handful until they're five, done. Five, right? four, five left. Arrow, yeah, I thought it was four or five. Yeah, Arrow has five, and then okay, Flash and Legends tomorrow. I think they're they're either four or five somewhere. Around. Okay. Yeah, so those will be almost ending when Gotham is starting back up. Right. Kind of. Yeah. So I don't know. I just I, – I still don't think the um, – I still don't think the long hiatus was a smart move for them. I just – I think it's going to take people to kind of get back into it. I but think, at the same time, I don't know. Maybe it was a good move because then – it's still on when most other shows are off for the summer, you right. know. So. No, I agree. I, I I think that you're you're right on that. They're gonna. I think what Fox is trying to do is really test the the uh, like the 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 where the fan base is and how truly committed they are. And if they're if there's a true fan base willing to come back and watch the show after what like six weeks off, then they're gonna renew it. If the numbers right. don't pick up, then it's just basically okay. We're gonna let it play out, and then that's it. So, yeah, so I don't know. We'll, we'll we'll see. I just I don't know. With the the way things kind of ended, like I said, we've already talked about the the differences that you know they need to make. But um, mm-hmm. you know, I guess we'll just see if it happens. Yeah. So um, the other show that's uh, actually it's debuting tomorrow. When so when the podcast airs, it'll be the same day. Um, is Iron Fist on Netflix? And mm. so far, the reviews haven't been that great. Mm. They've kind yeah. of made, said it's more drama than any type of action on it and stuff. So could this be the the first time Marvel kind of? Not really strikes out, but just kind of misses the mark with takes it. Takes a little hit. Yeah. Because, yeah. I mean, without a doubt, Daredevil's, like, unbelievable. I've, you know, both seasons I've watched, like, both times when Daredevil came out on Netflix, I literally stayed up for, like, eight hours straight watching the show. It was one of those shows I, like, I couldn't stop watching and stuff. And then um, when Jessica Jones came out. I watched the first two episodes, and then I took a break from it, and then came back to it. I wasn't as big as a fan as like a lot of other people um, were with that. And then uh, was astonishing was Luke Cage. I think I watched the first six episodes the first night, and then I forgot to finish it for some odd reason. And then it was like two months later. I was like, "Oh yeah, let me see actually what ended up happening." I was like, I forgot all about it. But it was it wasn't bad. It was actually really good. But it was one of those things where like I committed myself to watch like the the first six episodes like back to back to back, and then I never finished the actual season out of it and stuff. And it was like down the road. I was like, "Oh yeah," I was like, "Forgot about that." See, I I feel like when 
um, movie or, or whatever the companies are, I guess. Uh-huh. Um, when they just kind of naturally bring out shows or movies, it, it does well. But when they try and start forcing movie or shows to get to the next spot, that's been my my gripe with with Marvel is that sometimes some of the movies aren't great because they're focused on the next bigger movie rather right. than the actual build-up movies. So, you know, like we talked about, I, the first Iron Man was awesome. You know, why? Because it was just that they want an Iron Man movie. Um, but then what you started to see was, okay, well, we want to get to the Avengers. So got to get this movie out, this movie out, this movie out. And not that they were bad, but they're okay. And so I think, you know, you had Daredevil and that came out, was good, and Jessica Jones, and mm-hmm. which, you know, and it was good. And, um, you know, Luke Cage. And then they're like, okay, well, we want to do... Um, um, Defender, so let's. So Throw we, we need Iron to get. Fist, yeah. We, yeah, so we need to get Iron Fist moving. And I just. I feel like sometimes when it gets rushed in that way, um, it doesn't always. It doesn't always turn out that well. Right, and I think what hurt Iron or Fist. as well as they had hoped, maybe. Yeah, and I think what hurt Iron Fist before it even came out was the popularity of. Um, uh, Punisher in season two of Daredevil and how it got greenlit for its own oh, season. Oh, yeah. And so people are already like hyped up to see that. So, right. And Iron Fist is such a different character than, you know, what Daredevil is and Punisher and even Luke Cage. Like, I think that's where it, it, he, like, Iron Fist falls more into the Doctor Strange, more type of, yeah. you know, heroes, you know, and stuff like that, using like the, you know, martial arts, but more or less of the, like, you know, mystics of of martial arts than actual Mm -hmm. punching and and kicking and stuff like that so i think that's where it you know it's taken a a, not a hit so but like why so many people haven't really received it well that have watched it so far but i'm gonna give it a shot because i've always been a fan of iron fist and that type of you know um -hmm. his comics and everything and it kind of just reminds me of like bruce lee style movies and everything so but it, it will be interesting to see how many people actually jump on board. And if it does get, it, let's see if this will be the one that doesn't get a second season out of all the defenders. Yeah. Everyone has gotten green lit for a second season. So Jessica Jones is, is um, shooting right now. Luke Cage starts in like four or five months or I think, uh, is it five months? Five or uh, somewhere around. It's like half a year uh, away. They start shooting for that show. Hell, uh, Punisher got his own show out of Daredevil, so let's see if it's a one and done for Iron Fist. That'll be interesting. Absolutely. Yeah. So, all right, and then last thing. So we're a week away from Power Rangers. So this week, Beauty and the Beast comes out. I was just out. thinking that. Yeah, Beauty. So Logan's been out for two weeks. It was got great reviews, mm-hmm. great audience, good, did well. Kong came out, you know, Skull Island did really well, beat Logan, which was, was pretty impressive, I, I thought so. Um, Beauty and the Beast is is on pace to shatter the um, yeah. March record books, that basically, which it means Disney, come on, it's it's not a, not a big surprise. Right. So, Logan, Kong brought in like 80 to 100, just under 100 million. 
Beauty and the Beast is expected in its first opening weekend to be somewhere around like 120, 130 million, which would be ridiculous if it does yeah. make it like that. I don't think it will. I think it will be more than the 110. Right. So Power Rangers wise, this is the unique factor, and I'm thinking that it's gonna it's gonna get. I don't think it'll break Beauty and the Beast, but I think it's gonna get up there. And the reason why no, is because yeah. the fan base for Power Rangers just expands so far because you have young kids now into the new power Rangers, yeah and then you have you know guys like me who are in their mid-30s who watch the original power rangers show you know it's even some that were in their like in their early 40s yep. that watched it that you know because i was in elementary school when the first season right. came out so even even guys in high school that were 10 years older than me could you know still be fans i think that's going to be one of the biggest openings for the show and uh, for the showing in in March, I don't think it's going to be Beauty and the Beast numbers, but definitely more than you know. Then I think it's going to definitely take over more than Logan and more than Kong, and that's going to be my sleeper for the year. I really think so. Yeah, I it it. I mean, it looks good. The, the trailers and everything. It it looks good. Um, and it, it's it's interesting because obviously growing up with it, you know, it was you know awesome but corny at the same time right it looks a little gritty which i like you know like Mm -hmm. a little dark but not you know not overly dark or anything like that but it it seems to have a little bit of grit to it which i think um i don't know which i think i'll really like so i'm excited for it yeah so so you're are you happy that it's not cheesy like the like the the tv show yeah i i i wanted it to be a bit more grounded i guess okay i'm I'm with you on that one i like I, I'm, I'm glad that they kind of made it somewhat so that adults could come watch the movie and not make it like a rated g sh- like movie and stuff like that right straight for kids yeah deal. because i mean i think i think they realize if they really if they want to do well which they can they've got to somehow hit the you know what 20 year range Right. right so how do you do that well if you make it you know too corny and lighthearted, well that you know that doesn't that's not really going to appeal to everybody so you know you don't go over the, the top dark and gritty but you know you, you you make it a little bit um i guess a little bit darker or a little bit more realistic maybe as weird as that sounds i know it sounds like an oxymoron with that but um you know and i think that's how um I don't know. That's how you you hit the whole kind of range there. Yeah. All right. If there is no cameo from any of the original Rangers, will you be disappointed? I will. I think. I think there's going to be. I, I don't know. I don't. I don't think it'll be all of them by any means. Right. But I. I would expect there to be. Do, at the very least, Jason David Frank would have to make a cameo. Tommy Oliver. It yeah. might be more like a, yeah, and it might be more like a walking by. You uh, just see him like, holy shit, that's yeah, Tommy, yeah. you know? Yeah, almost like Stan, like Stan Lee, kind of, or maybe not even that much, you know? But like yeah. with Stan Lee, just it's kind of, yeah, yeah. I'm sure, you know, if if you don't, if they don't have any lines or anything, you'll still see them somewhere. I, I you know, what a great opportunity to do that. Right, no, and especially with Jason David Frank because he was the one who's been in the most seasons too, you know. Oh, actually, it's Billy Yost. Um, 
uh, Billy, the original Blue Ranger, actually holds the record for most yeah. episodes. He wasn't really. A, yeah, no so, way. Yeah, so he and he was a, a Power Ranger all the way through to the Zeo Rangers, right? But oh, in, okay. in the Zeo Rangers, he was still on the show, but he was not a ranger. He was That's he helped right. out Alpha Five and stuff. But he like he actually stayed yeah. in, the, in the command center and stuff. So he technically holds That's the right. record for most episodes on Power Ranger shows. Jason uh, David Frank has the we'll record for back. most <laughs> most uh, episodes as like an actual ranger. As a ranger, I yeah. gotcha. Huh, it's ridiculous. So one of those real. Uh, like, like, what is it? The f- knowledge that you shouldn't know type deal and stuff. Like that. Fun facts type deal. Oh yeah. Um, David Yost yeah. is his name, not uh, Billy Yost, but Billy, who's the original yeah. Blue Ranger, holds the record most. I didn't know that until uh, I went to Dragon Con and they had a panel and David Yost and then um, um, J- uh, Jason, the original Red Ranger, um. I can't think of his name right now. Like I, like I said, I'm horrible with names, and I, I can barely remember my own name. Um, but he was there, and then the guy that was the voice for Ivan News was there, and somebody asked him a question like, you know, how many episodes did you guys do and stuff like that? And was it as many as Tommy did? And David goes, I did 280-some-odd episodes, and I beat, you know, him. I beat... Uh, Jason David Frank, you know, for the actual number of episodes uh, accredited huh. to him. It was something, some ridiculous number. Oh. I couldn't believe it. That's really cool. So, yeah, I'm kind of with you, though, because I'm definitely going to see the movie on opening weekend. Um, and if I, I'm not asking, like, I'm not looking to see to have any of the original Rangers actually, like, morph and become, like, Right, the original uh-uh. Power Ranger that, but they just a little nod to you know for the older generation like me to just say, look, this is for you guys right here, and just have them back on the screen because we really like we really didn't get that. The only ones that were on the actual movie in the actual Power Ranger movie, the first one that was actual an actual movie, not straight to VHS, um, was Tommy and Billy and. Kimberly. Those were the only three. Yeah. Because at that time, they had already switched over into the new cast members and stuff um, that took over for the red, black, and yellow ranger. That's right. Yeah. So, but yeah, that's kind of where I'm at for the Power Rangers. I'm excited for it. I, You know, it's... I haven't been excited for a movie in a while, I think. And, you know, Logan... I was, I was more sad about Logan because I knew it was the end of the generation of superhero yeah. movies. Because... Like I was telling my dad about this, I was like, you know, what's sad about Logan is, is that, you know, is that Hugh Jackman was the last one from the original superhero movies that, you know, in the late 90s, early 2000s that started it all. So, you know, yep. so like really it started with, you know, uh, with Wesley Snipes and Blade in 97, 98, and that kind of opened up the door for X-Men in 2000 and you know, Tobey Maguire, Spider-Man, Brandon Routh as Superman, Christian Bale as, as Batman, and all of them have now moved on. And so, like, Logan, I was, I wanted to see it, but at the same time, I knew that that would be, like, I would be, I was turning into an old man and be like, in my day, 
Wolverine was Hugh Jackman, you know? Kind of like when my dad right, used to say, yeah. you know, in my day, Adam West was Batman. And I was like, well, in my day, Michael Keaton's Batman, and so is Christian Bale, and so is, you know. Yeah, right. Not George yeah. Clooney, though. George Clooney is not Batman. Not George Clooney. No. And I don't think George Clooney would be offended by that either. So. No, not at all. I think he, he would agree with a lot of people on that one, so. <laughs> All right. Well, that's it for for us, guys. Uh, thank you so much for listening um, for to another episode of the LRM TV podcast. Uh, next week we'll we'll you know get you guys up to date. You know, I'm going to try to get caught up on Supergirl so we can talk about that um, and some of the other TV shows that are out there on um, TV. Because so from some of the fan um, messages that I've gotten is that you want us to kind of expand more outside of the DC TV universe. And I understand that, you know, we have our own favorite shows and sometimes we get stuck on talking about arrow and flash a little bit too much, but you know, damn it. We love those shows. And even though it, it's crazy mm-hmm. and even though I have no clue where the hell arrow's going, you know, I'm still going to sit down and watch it. Um, <laughs> um, but make sure you check out all our other podcasts are on LRM online and, you know, give us all feedback on what we need to do to, to help in your, your day and entertainment and what information you guys want from us. Cause that's basically why we do it. It's just for the fun of it and to, to give you guys some knowledge and give us, a, give you guys a little of our opinions and share it with us. Cause that's basically what this website's all about. So, um, that's it for me, Mark, anything from you? No, um, you know, be sure to check out all of the other wonderful contributors uh, for LRM online, especially if you are, um, you know, into the um, really movies and wondering, um, you know, what's coming out soon or anything like that. Check out The Weekend Warrior, um, which is, you know, always awesome for uh, just all the upcoming movies and um, any other sort of attractions that are out there right now. Uh, but, yeah, thanks again for uh, listening and make sure to let us know um, what it is you want. Awesome. See you guys later. $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino online. I was only playing for fun, so winning was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's favorite free online social casino. You too could have the chance to win life-changing cash prizes. Absolutely anybody could be like Mary. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumboCasino.com and play for free now. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice of the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of the winner.